are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have such a fun show for you today. Webb is addicted to making lists, so we are going to give you the all-NBA teams at the halfway point of the season. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Always ready. I'm at 91% today. That is much higher than I thought you would be. I was predicting 65, so 91 is impressive for you. I'm all in, buddy. I'm all in. Let's go. Okay, so the All-Star break is over. Basketball is back tonight. There is six to seven weeks of actual regular season NBA games left. This is the perfect time to give you the first, second, and third teams All-NBA did you have any criteria for guys you would not put on your team? Yes. If you missed, if you haven't played in 2022, uh, you probably didn't make my team. Actually, no, you did not make my team. That is fair. That is very fair. Kyrie obviously made my team first team all pro because he's so prolific. But besides him, he was the only one, I think. Okay. Let's start with the third team first. You did three forwards, two guards for every team. Is that correct? No, I did. Uh, uh, Two guards, two forwards, and a center. Okay. I did the same thing. I was testing you. I'm glad you passed. Let's start with the third team. Who are your two guards? Okay, so on the third team, my two guards are Donovan Mitchell and James Harden. Wow, that is interesting. They did... Okay, I'm surprised you have them there. But why did you put those guys there? What made you make those choices? To me, the guards were the... The, the hardest position to fill, the most stacked position, I thought, for um, for these honors. And it's not to say that they weren't great. I just thought that what the other guards did for their respective teams and the standings was just, uh, it, it elevated them a little bit more. I'm not saying that Donovan Mitchell and James Harden were the fifth and sixth best guards. Um, you know, Harden started off slow, ended his time in Brooklyn slowly. We haven't seen him in Philly yet. He's going to debut on Friday against Minnesota, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he plays on a really good team, but he's also, um, he's been hurt a little bit. And I don't think that his impact was as impactful as the other guards that I have. It, it was just a stacked position. It's no, it's no knock against these guys. These guys are great. Okay, fair. My two guards, third team. I went with the Phoenix backcourt, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, third team. All NBA. Okay. Why'd you have them there? So Chris Paul is an excellent leader and he doesn't put the stats up like a first team, second team guy. I find it's really hard to reward intangibles. And Devin Booker, I think when I compared him, his numbers to other guards, his percentages weren't better. His scoring wasn't better. Rebounding assists. He didn't do anything at an elite level better than the guys I had above him. And I think Chris Paul is more responsible for Phoenix's success than him. So I couldn't really have him above Chris Paul. Okay, that's fair. Okay. My two are better than yours. Who are your two forwards? Uh, Kevin Durant and I had Jason Tatum. Both were tough decisions. Kevin Durant was really tricky for me because he's obviously the best player in the NBA or top three if you want to nitpick. But he's missed games, so it's really it's really confusing where to put him. I agree with you there. Why did you have Jason Tatum there? By default. Um, <laughs> I agree. I don't mean I, I've been saying this for a while. I don't think Jason Tatum has been that impressive this year, but the Celtics have been rising uh, over the last few weeks. Um, and there really wasn't anyone else to put like Middleton, Jaron Jackson, like at least for me, there was no one for me to put uh, on the third team. I thought I, I exhausted the forwards with my first and second teams. So, yeah. I totally get that because I have Jason Tatum as my third team as well. And the reason I have him, I know why Boston is doing better. Have you heard the rumors of why they're doing better? I have not. So not apparently Nia, Nia Long is just going to more practices and the players are trying harder to impress her. This is what I've okay. heard. That's the rumor <laughs> I've heard going around. That's interesting. She's just showing up and guys are like, we got to go. They're working harder. They're max reps on the bench press. They're doing it. Uh, so Jason Tatum made my team, and my second guy was Jimmy Butler. Okay. My Miami is killing it this season, and I wanted to reward my reward Miami. He is the leader of that team. And I think he's the engine that drives the car. Big Jimmy Butler fan here. Okay. Okay. Who is your center? 
the center was the easiest position for me. Uh, Rudy Gobert was my third team center. Uh, he's first in the league in field goal percentage, rebounds, second in blocks per game, fifth in PER. Utah's doing really well. Gobert's having a career year, but although the center position was easy, I thought there were other centers who uh, deserved higher um, status than than Rudy. So I think I agree with you. Rudy Gobert has been excellent this season, but I think you you and I did this a little bit different. I kind of cheated putting some guys in certain positions, and I don't think you did after seeing your list here. That's my prediction for you. I, I don't <laughs> cheat. Too. I mean, you do, but that's okay. My third team center is Carl Anthony Towns. He's been great this year, the three-point king. Minnesota is not good, but they're not terrible. They're in the seventh spot right now, which is, I mean, just killing the Los Angeles Lakers. But you got to give them some respect because no one thought Minnesota could do anything. And they are not awful. Hey, I'm not mad at the Towns pick, but that does mean that Embiid, Jokic, Gobert, one of those guys are, not, are obviously not going to be in the top two spots for you. No, that's not exactly true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't. Okay. I cheated a little bit. A little bit. A little that bit sounds like a lot of bit. If you fit those guys, three centers, somehow into the first and second team where there are only two center positions and beats a power I... forward sometimes okay small ball five small ball four okay i made it work okay who is your let's start with your second team guard it's uh, plural yeah so i have uh chris paul uh i think he's been amazing as much as people talk about lebron's uh performance during you know at his age look at chris paul's performance at his age when he's on the court leads the league in uh, assists, um, he's killing it. He's like 36, 37. Um, Phoenix is doing really well, like you said, because of him. Uh, my other guard is Luka Doncic, um, who's been killing it for the past like four or five weeks. He's probably going to win Western Conference Player of the Month. Um, been absolutely killing it. He's sixth in points per game, fifth in assists per game. Been really good. Um, and Dallas is also doing really well. So Luca made my list as well. Second team, all guard. And I had John Morant as well as my two guards. Like you said, Luca has been amazing this season. Started off a little slow, really turned it on. Dallas has been doing a lot better recently. And I can't say, talk about John Morant highly enough. He is maybe the most fun player to watch in the league right now. It's him or Steph. And just the things he does at the basket are so much fun. Memphis is incredible this year. I love John Moran, man. He's number 12, my favorite number. I'm all in on John this year. He could win MVP. He really could. Been saying it. Who are your two forwards? Begrudgingly, LeBron James. Oh, God. Um, and Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, as much as I give LeBron flack, he is putting up great numbers. He's fourth in the league in PER, which is very impressive for someone his age. Third in points per game. A lot of those points were... Uh, Padded stats, but doesn't matter. Um, his performance has been really great. Jimmy Butler doing real, really well. Uh, he is, he is the 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 force behind Miami. Um, gets to the free throw line, shoots a great percentage. Got hurt up quite a bit this year, but he's played enough that I thought he's been really effective. He's one of the most efficient players in the league. Can he shoot the three to save his life? But great two way player. I love Jimmy Butler. And LeBron James, I had him here as well. I had him on my second team. And I didn't, I honestly thought about not putting him there because of how awful the Lakers are this season. But I wanted to talk about him because I wasn't sure you were going to put him on your list because of how petty you are. Wasn't 100%. And I, I wanted to give him some credit for having a great statistical year, even though a lot of it is in garbage time. And my, and my other guy, sorry. No, I just want to say about LeBron as well. This position, the forward position, I find to be very thin. So it would have yes. been hard not to put him on the um, All-NBA teams. I agree. And my second guy is Kevin Durant. Uh, he hasn't played as many games. He's been hurt. But when he plays, he's one of the best players in basketball. He is incredible. I wish he didn't go with Kyrie to Brooklyn because I think it's going to kill his legacy a little bit. I don't think Kevin Durant will be looked at when he retires in the same vein as other all-time greats are. I don't think he'll be remembered in the same way. 
because of what he's done with his career. I love KD. I, you know, I think he's the best offensive talent that we've seen. Um, I only had him on my third team because of the games he's missed, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. That's why I put him down too. It's yeah. If he's healthy, he's first team All NBA. It's not even for a question. sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, who is your center? I think I know who it's going to be because you're a bad person. Who do you have? Uh, Nikola Jokic, the true MVP. Interesting choice. Why is he second team for you? Um, because I think there's a center who's been playing better than he has. Uh, I think Jokic has done, you know, arguably done more with less. But Denver is Denver is all right. Like they're they're they're, they're above water. They're they're surviving. Um, Nick, Jokic has been great. He's he shoots a great percentage. Second in rebounds, which is pretty damn incredible. Uh, most efficient player according to PER. Um, he's been doing really well, but Embiid to me, like behind KD, he's been the most uh, impressive player to me. So I I couldn't have given him second team honors, um, second team All NBA. Like I think Embiid's been more impressive um, than Jokic. I kind of ruined the first team, but it wasn't hard okay. to guess that I had him. It's it's quite obvious. Yes. So. As we know, I've definitely cheated in this, and I have both of those guys my first team. But I think what what Jokic is doing is more impressive than than Embiid this season. And Embiid has only won two more games than Jokic on the year. I just yeah, watching Jokic with Jokic with this just terrible team around him is so impressive to me. But we'll get to that in a little bit. My second team center is Rudy Gobert, by the way. Uh, the Eiffel Tower, Stifle Tower. Yes. The leather. Just a terrible nickname. That's how people don't like him. It's just a garbage nickname. And he's not a great person. Not a fan of him as a person, but I really enjoy his basketball game. He's really good in the regular season. I haven't seen him cry as much this season, which is nice. He's not smoking cigarettes during uh, halftime anymore, which is impressive as well. Big fan there. Yeah, he's been excellent, man. <laughs> he's, he's, I think he's the best defender of the last, what, seven years? It's him, right? Eight years? Yeah, as like for rim protection, for sure. Not even just rim protection, but like he's not great at coming out to guard threes, but just and he's always in the right position around that basket. He's really impressive that way. He's just consistently great. And yeah, he's great. Yeah, maybe maybe longevity. Yeah. Like year in, year out, consistently. Probably. Yeah, he's the most reliable. And his offensive game is getting a little better year to year. But defensively, he's been like amazing for the last like I think seven years. Okay. First team time. I I think I know how this is going to go for you, but I'm not quite sure. Who are your two guards? Yeah, you're probably wondering who's left. So I'll tell you the reasoning for um, these two guards. Devin Booker, John Morant are my first team All-NBA guards. And you have a confused look on your face. I've been saying for the entire year that I think John Morant – no, sorry. I said KD, and then I switched to John Morant. I predicted in the preseason that John Morant – would win. Um, Katie's obviously been the better player, but Katie's hurt. So I have John Moran as my MVP. It wouldn't make sense to me. And John's had an amazing year. He's seventh in PR, seventh in the league in points per game. His, his numbers have gone up like considerably. I couldn't have John as my MVP and have him on the second team. That just, that, that wouldn't make sense to me. He, um, he's the reason really why Memphis is where it is. Everyone calls Memphis a surprise team. I wasn't really surprised that they were doing that well, but I think Jaw's been killing it. I'm not saying Jaw's been the best point guard, and Chris Paul has been better, but Jaw to me, um, like you said, his explosiveness, his ability to get to the basket, basket, his numbers are pretty damn good, um, and Memphis is doing really well. Chris Paul is also hurt right now. I would love to have the Phoenix backcourt as the first team all NBA, but uh, Chris Paul being hurt and kind of sharing the court with Devin Booker dropped him down a peg for me. Devin Booker to me has been um, the best shooting guard in the league game in game out to me. He's been the best shooting guard in the league. Phoenix is also doing really well. If Phoenix was like fifth, I probably wouldn't have Devin Booker here. But Phoenix has been doing really well in part due to Devin Booker in part due to, to, to Chris Paul. I think Phoenix will struggle, but I think they'll, they'll they won't struggle. They'll sputter a bit, and then they'll they'll continue to do well with uh, without Chris Paul. Um, 
what book has been really impressive to me. I cannot believe you didn't have Steph Curry as a, on any of your all NBA teams. What what has Steph Curry done compared to these guys? He's having one of the lowest years shooting the basketball. Golden State's doing really who? well compared to himself. His numbers I mean, are really bad. You got to compare him to everybody else, not himself. But that's what I'm doing. He's I, I'm I don't think Steph has been that impressive. I think Steph has been really bad over the past like month and a half. I'm I'm talking about like from from October to now. I think Steph has really struggled in February. Steph has been one of the six best guards in the league this season, and it's crazy you don't have him as one of those. It's crazy. I, I haven't. I wasn't impressed with Steph Curry. Like I I thought he was impressive at the All Star game, but I also think that he's been really sort of underwhelming in a lot of his games. Like he he hasn't had a a good shooting year, and he's really struggled over the past like month or month and a half. You have no one on Golden State as an all NBA guy. There was only two guys to really put, and that's Steph and Draymond. Draymond's been out for too long. And Steph is doing this. He's the number two seed in the West. And you are shunning him. That's crazy. I just I just haven't been that impressed with the I'm not saying I, Steph's bad. I'm just saying I don't think he's been that good over the last little bit. I think he's I don't know. Like I I, I just don't I just haven't been that impressed, man. Honestly, you know what I'm impressed with? You. I'm impressed with you, Webb Bayless, because you're back and I love it. I'm loving these takes. That's great. <laughs> I've, been, I've been consistent, though. Like, I've been pretty consistent. I've been saying that I've been disappointed with Steph Curry this year in terms of how he's performed. I was impressed with him getting the three-point uh, uh, all-time record. That was cool. But uh, outside of that, yeah, he's had some impressive games, but largely he's been meh. Okay. He averaged... I'm just saying in January, he averaged 22 points per game. Uh, he averaged seven assists, six rebounds, which is pretty good. Shot 33% from three and 39% from the field. Those are not good numbers. And that was January. Uh, February, he increased a little bit, 37% from, from, uh, from, uh, from deep. And yeah, 49%. He's improved. He's improved in February. But it's still not Steph numbers. I'm used to better numbers than that. Like, it's just been, I think he's had a subpar year for Steph. Who are your third team guards again? Donovan Mitchell and James Harden. Okay. Those guys have been better than Steph Curry to you so far. It's not It's not about better. It's just it is. for their team. It is be- it's better. No, these are these are not the 15 best players in the league. You, there's... There's no way. Like this couldn't be the 15 best players in the league. These are their positions. I think they have been the best, the most impressive, and also for the team. That would, those are my criteria. Because there's guys you, here. Paul George has been better than a lot of these guys, but I disqualified him. Let me ask you a serious question, okay? Sure. What does James Harden do better than Steph Curry this season Pass to make him one of your guards over Steph? Pass the basketball and get to the free throw line. Okay. I, and he I probably, guess. I, I mean, I'll have to check this, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's shooting a higher percentage than stuff from the field. I'll have to check it. I don't know about that third one. Do you but not take into me. account uh, destroying teams? That doesn't matter to you? You're just cool with destroying teams? This is just on-court performance. Okay. And for Brooklyn, I think he's been, I mean, he started off a little slow, ended <laughs> a little slow. <laughs> he started off a little slow. But Steph is... Steph has not been that good this year. He's struggled, man. He's really struggled. Do you not remember when he was averaging like 19 points for like an entire month? I, I do. I also remember James Harden having four points in a game with no Kevin Durant and no Kyrie. Yeah, but that was one game. I think Steph has had probably something close to that too. But Steph has a really good so. team around him. Honestly, I'm I'm glad you're back, Webb Bayless. I've missed you, buddy. It's good to have you I'm, back. I'm just saying, man. Uh, my two first team all NBA guards are Steph Curry and DeMar DeRozan. Uh, DeMar I didn't, was ha- I didn't sh- have DeRozan as a guard, Adam in the forward. So hold on, how did you not have DeRozan as a guard for all NBA, but then you had him, you had him as a guard for all NBA, but you didn't have him, you couldn't have him as a guard, uh, for what was it, the all star team or one of those things? So he plays both for Chicago, but you so- didn't, but you disqualified him in a previous thing that we had yeah and, and i qualified him this time oh, all right he uh he plays both spots and so you cheated 
Yeah, I've already admitted to cheating sex drives. I said it <laughs> from the very beginning I cheated. I was very explicit in saying I cheated this. Right. I didn't try and hide it at all. You're right. Yeah. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, I, he's not going to win MVP, but he's been one of the five best players this year, and you could argue he's higher than that. He's been incredible. There's no other player in the league doing what he's done in a long time. He's a mid-range jump shooter. He's the only guy left doing this. Like, is there anyone else doing what he's doing? Who doesn't shoot the three? Yeah. Russ? But Russ is bad at shooting. The only other person doing it would be Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler um, hasn't put up as many points. But Jimmy, Jimmy, I think, shoots threes. He's just bad at them. I think he does take them. Yeah, he takes more than than uh, than DeRozan. A huge DeRozan fan. Okay, so, and obviously Steph Curry, you're a maniac for not having him at all. So just a spite thing because you're a bad person. Who are your two forwards? I'm very interested here. Uh, Giannis and uh, DeRozan. Good choices. Giannis, excellent. Omar, like you said, yeah. Was there any consideration of anyone else other than those two for you? Giannis was a lock for me. Uh, I considered putting DeRozan on the second team a little bit. Um, but I couldn't. Who was I going to put over him? LeBron, definitely not. Uh, KD missed too many games to go on the first team from me. So, true story. When I made this list, I forgot Giannis existed till I finished all three teams. I did it all. And then I was like, wait a second. I'm missing somebody, obviously. And I was like, oh, wait, Giannis. Yeah, he has to go first team immediately. Forgot he you played call- in the league. Current champion you- of the league. And you call me Web Bayless. I remembered to add him at the end. I didn't. When I did it originally, I checked my work. I remember right. Steph Curry throughout the whole process. And I was, <laughs> I mean, I considered putting him on a third because I think, you know, if Golden State's doing well and you're right. No harm in having them being represented. But I don't know if Steph's been better than Donovan Mitchell. Not to me. I mean, he has undoubtedly. I'm just, I still can't believe throughout, that. Throughout the year? I don't think so. I do. But that's okay. But based on what? Like how his percentages are, are worse. Donovan Mitchell plays where he's the only option there. Steph has a much deeper team. Steph is either it's, Steph is feast or famine. He's getting you 50 or he's getting you 19. I mean, is is Donovan Mitchell much better than Steph, you're saying? He's you think he's better this year, his numbers. This, this season. This year. Not much better, but considering, yeah, I think it has been consistently. Steph has okay. had bigger games with like a 50 game, a 40 game. I think Steph has had way worse games as well. He's very boomer bust. You're a maniac, my friend. I'm just maniac. saying. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a better player. Like I would never put Steph, Donovan Mitchell over Steph Curry, you know, all time or anything like that. But this season, I've just been more impressed with Donovan Mitchell consistently, okay. like game in, game out. Okay. Uh, my two forwards are Joel Embiid and Giannis. Uh, yeah, I love both those guys. They're amazing. Huge fans. Uh, you're going to talk about a beat as your center, obviously, in a second. Giannis, he's a champion for a reason. I think he's likely to repeat as champion right now. I think I have them as the favorite going forward this season. No, you did not. No, I'm saying as of right now, I have them. Oh, you said Cleveland was better than them two weeks ago. <laughs> I said, I said you could make the case. Are you still saying that? No. And I, I literally said in the last show that Cleveland is going to struggle down the stretch because they get worse. I think Mobley is going to struggle because rookies get tired at the end of the year. As of right now, they are in fifth in the East. They're tied with Cleveland. So Cleveland is as good as them. You're a jerk. And I just think that looking at it, I would be least surprised if they came out of the East than any other team. I think they're likely going to win the East. Like I said, your opinion changes. Uh, yes. Like the wind. When new things, I, my brain is capable of taking in new information. Protesting we had, it. We had no basketball for the past week. What new information came to your brain? I mean, just lots of stuff <laughs> happened, man. I'm always thinking. I'm looking at film and stuff, you know? <laughs> I don't appreciate that you don't respect me. It really hurts my feelings. Okay. My first, your first team center is obviously Joel Embiid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought about Jokic Embiid, Jokic Embiid. Um, but no, to me, Embiid's a, he's a lock for me. So I had Jokic. And if I did not cheat this and have Joel Embiid and Jokic first team, 
Obviously, Towns is out for me at third team. Gobert is third team. I would have had Embiid second team, Jokic first team. I think Jokic, what he's doing is more impressive. Embiid might be better, but I think it's been easier for him. Jokic has had the harder struggle. He's had nobody his whole team. Like his whole season is over. I, all right. So I, I just want to intervene a little bit or interject. Um, sure. So I, I agree with you. Jokic has done more with less, but I don't think Embiid has had that much help. No Ben Simmons. He said Tobias Harris, who you hate, and then who else? Tyrese Maxey? Like, who's who's the other option for Embiid? It's really been Embiid. Steph Curry. I mean, Seth Curry has been actually pretty good for them. Maxey's been good, man. Maxey's been actually really good this season. Okay, but Jokic also had Michael Porter Jr. at the beginning of the year, or like the first half of the season. He has Will Barton. I don't think Maxey's averaging that much more than Will Barton. I mean, is Will... Did I did not know Will Barton was in the league since 2015. I thought he was out of the league for a while. Why? Because he's bad at basketball. That was the main reason. But Thibault is one of the best defenders in basketball. Like, I think he has guys. It's not a terrible. Danny Green's a good defender. Can shoot three and D. The team uh, isn't terrible. The team is not bad. I think we're talking and, about Danny Green from like three, four years ago. I don't know if Danny Green's still a three and D guy. Tobias Harris is a max player. <laughs> he gets the max. He's he gets the max. He just and Philly just traded for a guy you have as third team All NBA. Yeah, but they haven't played together yet, so you can't hold that and against Embiid right now. Harden is coming back Friday, by the way. It just got announced before the show started. Yeah, I said at the beginning of the show. Did you? Yeah. When I was talking about Harden on my third team All NBA. Yeah, I, I guess I was so angry that I just forgot. <laughs> I'm just okay, let me ask you a question. When was Jeff Green last good at basketball? Jeff Green on Denver? Okay, I'm not saying Jokic has Jeff Green, so he's in a good position. But Jeff Green has been solid this season. That's not me saying that as a case to make for Embiid. I'm just saying, in reality, Jeff Green hasn't been a bad role player. <laughs> this is not me knocking Jokic. No, this I'm is. Saying, name the four guys that are starting with Jokic right now. Can you name them? You got Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Got Monte Morris. Yeah. Will Barton. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's Jeff Green or Jermichael Green. They have a lot of greens it's, on that team. It's Jeff Green. Yeah. The backups are Bones Highland. Who hasn't been terrible. He's been okay. Austin, Austin Rivers. Not consistent at all, but yeah, like, not great. No, no, no. Okay. Jokic has the worst has the worst roster. I, sorry, the worst off roster compared to the two. But I'm just saying Embiid's hasn't been great. If Literally, I would draft... Four guys on Philly before I would get you anybody on on Denver. But listen, um, Jokic also had Michael Porter Jr. for the first half of the season, and I'm not in, and the real first half of the season, not the not this All Star <laughs> break. Like he probably lost him in what January? I think he went out before Christmas, but I could be wrong there. Maybe he last went out November sixth, so he had him. He hasn't put. He hasn't played since November. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Never mind then. Look, I'm not saying he had him for two, four, six. Eight games. Okay. I'm not I'm not saying that Jokic is in an equal position to Embiid. No way. Jokic is definitely doing more with less. I'm just saying, aside from that, the Philly roster without Harden, and obviously Ben Simmons didn't play, I wouldn't say that's a top three roster in, in the East. I would that's not either. But Jokic has two less wins on the season. That's it, than Philly. Yeah, they struggled. Embiid also missed like three weeks of the year. Jokic just played all the time. Embiid missed like three weeks. Tobias Harris went, missed like two weeks with COVID. Embiid missed like a good portion of time in the beginning of the year. So I'm just, I'm just saying that could be why Philly's record is what it is too. Okay. I just, I appreciate you, Webb Bayless. It's good you're back. <laughs> no, I'm, Embiid definitely has a better roster than Jokic. No question about that. But I don't, I don't know. Embiid's... Bones Highland is pretty good. I don't know. He, he, he's, been, he's been clutch over the last little bit. Him but... for Westbrook who says no. I say no, but uh, Denver uh, Denver probably has one of the worst, like with the injuries and everything, they have one of the worst rosters in the league, like probably bottom seven, maybe even worse than that. I don't know. Um, it's awful. But Phil, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. But that's their fault. They made bad decisions. They signed Aaron Gordon to $92 million that they shouldn't have done. No one told them to do that. They signed Michael Porter Jr. And you said that was, a, this guy's going to be hurt. Immediately, I said it. You said it immediately. (laughs) I thought 
it was too much money because they didn't see enough of him. And yeah, the injury concerns, but immediately you, you knock that deal. That's their fault. They gave 200 and something million dollars to these two guys. By, by the way, I should say something on the last show. I killed every dunk contest since uh, Vince Carter's. I went back and watched Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine in 2016. Aaron Gordon is incredible at dunking and I should not have disrespected him. That was an incredible dunk contest where he was robbed for the victory and they gave it to Levine. But Aaron Gordon was incredible that day. I think I'm some credit there. Coop, I think your memory is failing you, man. We talked about this. I know. I said it wasn't <laughs> that good, though. I okay. killed him. That's why I'm giving oh, him a little okay. credit now. I said it wasn't that good. I was like, okay. he had the one where he sits down. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, I went back and watched it. It was incredible. Every dunk that, he did was great. Yeah, and, and Levine, too. I thought they, I thought they should have tied. No, Levine's got 50s, and like Aaron Gordon's 50s were clearly just better. They were better dunks. And the, like Levine's were good, but Gordon's were better. And he got robbed. Yeah. Okay. To clear up all our teams, first team for me, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Steph Curry, DeRozan. Second team is LeBron, KD, Gobert, John Morant, and Luka Doncic. My third team is Towns, Butler, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. Who are your teams? And my disclaimer, like, I, I, I totally get it. People want to come at me for Booker, Jaw, even Harden, but I don't care. Uh, first team, <laughs> Devin Booker, John Morant, Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid. Second team, Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, LeBron, Jimmy Butler, Nikola Jokic. Uh, third team, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert. How close was uh, Will Barton to making a third team All-NBA for you? Was it close? Almost made it? He almost made it over T- Tatum. I would have put him <laughs> at the forward spot. Not a bad choice. Okay. <laughs> So Zion Williamson is in the news a little bit recently. Uh, JJ Redick went on television and destroyed him a few days ago. CJ McCollum came out and said, I've tried to get in. Sorry. uh, Zion Williamson has not said hello to me yet. We have had no contacts that been in new Orleans. Redick killed him. Said when I played with Zion, he was kind of out there. He wasn't a great teammate. He's indifferent. Most of the time report came up from bleacher report today. That said, Zion does not trust Pelican general manager David Griffin, which is why he's kind of been aloof at these with his, with his teammates. And then today, Zion came out on Instagram and said he doesn't understand why people think he wants to leave and that he loves New Orleans. I am more on the J.J. Reddick side of this, where I think Zion wants out and is mostly a bad teammate. Where do you come down in the Zion Williamson drama? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think it's one of the benefits to having uh, former players and like a recently retired player on like uh, on these shows as a commentator, as an analyst. Um, I agree. I think CJ McCollum up to a few days ago said he hadn't spoken to Zion. He's since spoken to him. I think what JJ Reddick saying is true. He didn't just bash Zion. He gave Zion compliments as well in terms of his performance. But he was like, I've been there and this guy is totally disengaged. There's just too much smoke for there not to be some truth to these reports. And uh, Zion doesn't come out, Zion doesn't come out enough and, and try and get in front of these things. I think David Griffin is one of the best GMs in the league. And um, Zion, I, I don't know. We, we talk about this like almost every week that New Orleans has real problems. I, I always talk about Luca and say that Dallas is in trouble. New Orleans is in trouble if they pay this man. Yeah. I've been saying that all season. They can't give Zion that new contract. It'd be a death sentence for the franchise, but I really take into account what J.J. Reddick says because everyone that plays with him loves him. He has his own podcast right now. All of his old teammates come on. They all talk about how great a guy J.J. Reddick was. Always involved, knew your family, knew everything about you. So if Reddick is saying that about Zion, I really believe it. He doesn't criticize people like that. Like He doesn't do that. He's super positive about everybody. He doesn't want to badmouth people. It's not who he is. He's not a take artist like Webb over here. He doesn't do that stuff. I just, yeah, I think Zion wants out of New Orleans, but I don't think he wants to get killed by that. I think he loves being loved. He doesn't want to take the smoke right now. He's like, no, I love New Orleans. I want it. And he wants to get out so bad. He's not in shape. 
He's the number one pick in the draft. He's eligible for a contract, and he hasn't played basketball all season. He's played in 85 of 210 NBA games. How could you pay this guy any money? You're going to get Michael Porter Jr. immediately. This is a terrible idea. Coming out, I loved Zion. Me and Webb both said he's going to have a great career, but a short career. I think it's going to be a bad career and a short career now. I have no faith in this guy at all going forward. I hope I'm wrong, but I am out on him. He's a bad teammate. He's disinterested. And I don't see it getting better for him. I don't know what he can do to fix this. I really don't. Oh, it's terrible. Um, and New Orleans is in a lot of trouble. So I think they should start entertaining offers this offseason. They have to. to. They have to, to trade him. Get this guy off their, their books. Because um, obviously he can't stay healthy. So as soon as he heals up from his foot injury, if it's even still a thing, um, get rid of him. I would do a sign and trade immediately. I think the Knicks would take him, right? You could get Zach Randolph. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Julius Randolph. And, but they had them. They had him already. That's the funny thing. But like, what are the choices they have? Like, who are you going to get for? Like, Zion has to want to be play where he's going. He's yeah. he he wanted to go to New York so bad. Like, I don't know where he could they could send him where he would be happy, and this wouldn't become an issue on the next team. He wants to go to a big market. Like, I just you have to send him somewhere where he's going to want to play because. As of right now, he doesn't want to play basketball, right? Like, yeah. does he want to play? No, and that's – I think if this were another player, they would have been back by now. Or you would have heard reports about them coming back. Maybe it is it, a bad injury. Like, I've I've heard doctors uh, and read doctors' uh, opinions on this this injury, that his foot injury he had. And they said it's going to be troublesome, or it can be troublesome. Yeah, but he's also not taking care of his body. No, he's, he's gaining not. weight. Uh, in his rookie season, they said he was going to miss two weeks. He was out for three months. Then this year, he was going to be back for opening day. And then it was, uh, oh, maybe a couple weeks. And we haven't seen him yet. The season's almost over. He's not, I don't think he comes back this season. I think he's out for the year. Yeah, no, he's done. He's not coming back. And someone said, I can't remember who it was on ESPN. uh, On opening night, they were like, Zion's not playing this season. It's over for him. If he's not back now, he's not going to play. This injury doesn't get better. And people were like, no, he'll be back. It's it's quick. It's quick. And he's not going to play this season. It's over. You have to trade him. I don't even, like. If you were a general manager, would you feel good taking Zion on your team? Not at all. Would it What's the incentive? Like just the name? Yeah, I guess you bring people to the seats, but would Atlanta do John Collins, Bogdanovich, and like three first rounders for Zion? No, because I think he has to go to a big market. He might go back to Memphis with Ja because he's from he's from that kind of area, South Carolina. It's close to Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Los Angeles. Like, where else would you see him going? He wants to be the biggest star in the NBA. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, it's kind of like the Ben Simmons thing. You don't know what their head, what their their, their frame of mind is uh, going into this, and whether they're going to hold your team hostage. Uh, I don't I don't know where he could go at this point that would satisfy his requirements. I don't know. If New Orleans gives him that contract, I'm going to be so mad because I kind of like the pieces in New Orleans. I really do. If Zion was healthy and like good, he, this could be a real team. They have some pieces I like. It's Yeah. I, CJ McCollum's been playing out of his mind. I don't even like CJ McCollum, but he's been playing does. really well. <laughs> and, and I think David Griffin's one of the best GMs in the league. I think he can definitely bring in some pieces for, uh, for Zion, but it will piss me off is if New Orleans gets rid of David Griffin to try and keep Zion happy um, and just let Zion hold his team hostage. That would piss me off. I mean, that's thing is the owners of New Orleans they don't want to own the team really. So I think Zion being their biggest like asset, they're going to keep him over David Griffin. They're going to sign him the contract, fire Griffin. And then Zion's going to ask to be traded like three months later. Yep. Same with Bradley Beal. It's coming. He's taking yeah. that money and then he's going to ask for uh, for a trade. At least Bradley Beal has been a good player for a long time, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not mad if they pay Bradley Beal and reward him for the years of service. 
Paying Zion's a different thing to me. I'm mad because Bradley Beal is going to ask for a trade. Yeah, it's that's what that's what pisses me off. It's happening. I don't love that, but I think if they sign him, they know he's going to ask to be traded. It's kind of baked in the cake. Yeah, I get what you're saying though. It's it's a different. I don't like it either way, but it's different to me than a guy who doesn't play. Yeah, he deserves the money more than Zion yeah. ever would. Yeah, if someone else could give him two hundred twenty million dollars, they would because Bradley Beal's been really good. Right. Just would the Clippers do Paul George for Zion? No. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, Zion's a mess. Okay, let's move on to some something a lot more fun. Aaron Rodgers. He's in the news again. He was on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday after making an emotional Instagram post on Monday, uh, thanking all the guys for his time in Green Bay, talking about he did some crazy cleanse for 12 days that I recommend you do not Google because I did and it's gross. Stay away from that. On the show on Tuesday, he said he's going to make a decision soon about his future. It's not ready yet. And then after he said that, the Green Bay general manager, Brian Guntenkust, came out and said, I never agreed to trade Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Webb, do you remember last offseason when it was reported that he said, if Rodgers wants to leave, I'll trade him? Do you remember this? Ha- did you remember this happening? Yeah, 100%. He said something like, uh, uh, it, it will facilitate his exit if yeah. he wants it. Something like I that. Think, I think it was accommodate him. That if he wants right. to go, we'll accommodate him leaving. All right. And I don't know if he's playing a word game where... Because Rodgers hated him last season, uh, the president, Mark Murphy, said that to him, and it wasn't actually technically him. But this is really pathetic. It's lowbrow. I hate that they're playing these word games. If you told the man you'd trade him or someone in your organization did, just admit it. If he wants to go, he's getting traded. And Rodgers should have got this in writing. It was a verbal agreement, apparently. So they don't have to trade him. But I think... If Rodgers wants to leave, and I'm not sure he does anymore. I think he might want to stay. But if he wants to leave and they don't trade him, I bet you he retires. I think there's a 0% chance that Aaron Rodgers retires. I think if Rodgers says to Green Bay, I want to leave. You told me last offseason you would accommodate a trade if I stayed this year. I came this year. I won the MVP. And now you won't trade me. I think he is petty enough to retire. I really do. I don't think he'd go back to Green Bay on principle if that's what happens. So I half agree with you. I think if he wants out and Green Bay reneges on it, I don't think he shows up to Green Bay. But um, I don't think he retires either. I think he forces Green Bay to trade him because I think a lot of people will be on Aaron Rodgers' side. It's not going to be like your standard holdout. I think a lot of people, just based on what you said, what we saw last year, we all anticipate that this could be his, his last year. Doesn't want to be here anymore. A lot of people side with with you on Jordan Love and, and not giving him receivers. I think the pressure will will be too too much for Green Bay. I think they'll have to trade him. So, I think I before the season I thought it was 100 he was done after this year. But looking at the choices of places he could go, I think Green Bay might be the best place for him to try and win a Super Bowl. They've got I a good agree. team. Devontae is still there. He's probably going to get franchise tagged. But I just I, I listen to Aaron Rodgers every week on the Pat McAfee show and how right. he talks about Pat McAfee is an excellent entertainer and I highly recommend the show. It's not better than our show, but it's really funny. It's a good show. <laughs> I just, just interrupt you for a second. I agree with you that, and I've been saying this too. I don't think he should leave because I think green Bay gives him the best chance to win, especially in the NFC. And I think that these players that want to go elsewhere, he almost always does not work out for them. Except for Brady, we saw that. Cheater. Yeah. Anthony Davis, we saw that. It Cheater. usually yeah. <laughs> it usually does not work out for them. I just I think Rogers for the for his chance to win should probably stay in Green Bay. But if he says to them, I want to leave, and they don't trade him, he will never play p- football for Green Bay again. He won't come back unwillingly. Not again. No, he's not. He's not coming back. And uh, another reason why I think um this thing is complicated and why Rodgers won't come back because I think a lot of people are impacted by this he's not trying to hold up Devontae Adams although like you said yeah they could franchise him but I don't think Devontae Adams shows up at the franchise if Aaron Rodgers is not there that's probably true I think Rodgers and Devontae stay together I think yep. that's how it's going to work I I hope Rodgers stays in Green Bay with with Devontae 
and they try and figure something out. They're clear Green Bay is clearing a lot of cap space to be able to pay Rodgers like $50 million this season, pay Devontae, and fix the situation. Imagine if they had a second receiver instead of Jordan Love on the roster, how good they could be right now. Imagine they had AJ Brown on the team instead of Jordan Love. Obviously, that's a much better or option. Or DK Metcalf. You 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 won't drop the 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 Jordan Love thing, will you? Never. It was there so were, stupid. But the thing is that they had other opportunities since then to get receivers and and they failed there too. Yeah. The thing is that you know Jordan Love isn't good because when Rodgers was ready to take over for Brett Favre, they weren't worried about Brett Favre leaving. They're like Brett Favre, you're good, man. Like we have Rodgers, we're good. I saw Jordan Love play against Kansas City this year. It was awful. He's not ready. He's been there for two full seasons. Like, does he need six more in the reserve? Like, what's he going to do? I liked him coming out of college, but Green Bay obviously does not like what they see. They're not impressed with him. Otherwise, they'd be like, Rodgers, we'll trade you. No problem. We have Jordan Love. We're good. And if they drafted Jordan Love with the first round pick, they should have been ready for him to take over. And clearly they were wrong about drafting him. Otherwise, they'd be okay with letting him take over. That was the plan. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but maybe it's also a year too early in their minds. But I agree with you because I think after Brett Favre said he retired, he he tried to try to come back. Yeah, like twice. And they said like, no. We're good. We said, we told Rogers he's playing already. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely not doing that. If if it if the situation is with Rogers and Jordan Love, they're not doing that. When the Chiefs traded up to take Patrick Mahomes, he sat for a year, and they're like, Yo, Alex Smith, have a good luck. Have good luck, buddy. We're good. Mahomes is here. He's fine. You traded up to get Jordan Love. He didn't fall to you. You traded up to get him because you couldn't miss out on this. Can't miss prospect. Apparently you missed. Goon to coast. I can't wait till you're fired. God, I'm getting mad about this all over again. <laughs> a terrible draft pick. I agree with you. I said that too. I think, and I always said, I like when players stay in one city, especially the leaders, like quarterbacks. I'm not saying every player should stay in, in with one franchise, but I like seeing that. I like seeing that because um, I just think it mostly doesn't work out. It worked out for Peyton as well. I forgot to mention Peyton. Yeah, well, kind of. He, I mean, in terms of him winning a championship, he was awful uh, the last year or so in Denver. Real bad. Real bad. Real bad. Wobbly Although, balls. Although, to be fair, it's one of the best memes of all time. The Osweiler one where he has the helmet on and he's running out. And then <laughs> Peyton Manning runs back in. And Osweiler takes his helmet off and runs. It's one of the funniest memes of all time. So that season gave us that. Check that out, everybody. It's gold. <laughs> oh. Did you know, uh, remember the guy Denver drafted in the first round, the quarterback, a few years ago? Pax, it's not Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Yeah, he got cut from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders like two days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So as of right now, where do you think Aaron Rodgers is next season? I'm going to give you five choices, okay? Green Bay, Denver, the Colts, Seattle, and try and think of one more good one. Tampa? Houston. Houston. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Or Tampa. So Tampa as well. Denver. I if, think I had it's to, Green- if I had to guess. I think it's Green Bay for me, but yeah, I don't know. It's I close. think he should. I think he should stay in Green Bay. No. What do you think is most likely to happen, though? What's your prediction of what actually happens? I think most likely he, him, he will not return. I think I think that's more. Like, I think it's most likely that he does not return to Green Bay. So and, and 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 if he doesn't return to Green Bay, I don't think he retires. So I think Denver makes sense. My prediction is Green Bay refuses to trade him, and he stays. But he he, he retires, and that goes to like week six before they move him. Oh damn! I just I don't think they're gonna get offered what they think they're gonna get offered for him. He's thirty nine. You're not giving up two first round picks for a 39 year old who might not play two seasons, right? So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll see. What it's would you give news, up? Man. What would you give up if you were Denver for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, the farm. How many first round picks? I'll have no problem giving up two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers, and I'll throw in one of the receivers. I'll throw in Sutton. I'll throw in Tim Patrick. <laughs> I would do. I'd, I'd probably throw in Judy if I can get Devonte there too. That I would do Judy and two firsts for Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. Yes. If I got both of them. Give me I give me three. Three firsts? Or, or, sorry. Three firsts, Jerry Judy for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. 
yes, I'll do that. Because there's no other – if I don't do that and I draft a quarterback, I don't have any anywhere near the chance to go to the Super Bowl as I do with uh, Devontae and, and Aaron Rodgers. Jerry Judy is going to be hurt. Cortland Sutton's going to be hurt. That's true. It's almost like they're one receiver. <clears throat> one's going to play eight. The other one, other one's going to play nine. It's basically one receiver. You know what? You talked me into it. Three first-round <laughs> picks and Jerry Judy for Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. I'd make that deal. Yeah. Why not? Because If Rodgers guarantees he's playing for three seasons. Even if, if he only guaranteed two, I'd still do it. Because who are you going to draft this season in this draft that's going to give you anywhere near the chance that Aaron Rodgers is going to give you to go to the Super Bowl? You have Josh Allen. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have Joe Burrow. Who are you going to draft to put you in that position to beat those guys? That division is so hard to come out of, though. Patrick Mahomes. You have Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. It's it's going to be tough, man. <laughs> yeah, you need – you. I would make that deal. If I got Devontae, too. I don't know yeah. if I'd make it without Devontae. I, I think – because Devontae, you could re-sign for five years. Yeah. So giving up two, I yeah, I need that too though. I would okay, no Devonte. I'd give up two and Judy, because a, a free agent, Mike Williams or one of those guys are gonna come over to Denver if they hear Aaron Rodgers. People will flock to to Denver. So I may not get Devonte, but I'm getting Mike Williams. Maybe I get Chris Godwin. Maybe I get Odell. Okay, someone's going there to Denver if Aaron Rodgers is there. I think Denver likes their three receivers. They like Patrick, Judy, and uh, Sutton. Sutton. I don't think that... God, I can't wait. Free agency starts uh, March 13th. I think things open up. I think you can't officially sign anything until the 16th or the 19th. I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be great, man. Can't wait. Okay, everybody. Please go follow us on Twitter. At Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, we are huge on verbal Amazon podcast. We are the only podcast there. It's just us holding up the Amazon franchise, Amazon corporation. Jeff Bezos asked me to borrow a hundred dollars yesterday. It's pretty crazy. He doesn't have cash on him. I imagine. I'm never getting that money back. Am I? No, but I might get to go to space. So yeah, you'll get some crypto. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Don't get me started on crypto NFTs again. Going to end up in internet nerd jail. No, thank you. We'll be back next week, breaking down all the NBA action. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Basketball's back. The real games. I'm like that trash all-star game web. So happy. I disagree about the all-star game, but I'm happy that basketball's back. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out. Web Bayless.